Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Girl, stop playing. Hey, girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. I'm your host, Coriel, and you are in for a treat because episode three is a super special episode, the first time ever that I have a couple on the show. Welcome, 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 Jason and Halani Lobdell. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. So listen, we got to get right into it, okay? The, the the Instagram fam is excited about this conversation. They've been dropping questions all day, so let's get to it. So for those of y'all who don't know, you are high school sweethearts, recently celebrated your 20-year wedding anniversary. You have evolved together over the past two decades, which is definitely um, inspirational because you have managed to maintain your friendship. So my very first question what is the formula? What's the formula for maintaining your friendship, still looking at each other and smiling at what you see? <laughs> um, what's your secret? You want to start it? I'll let you go. I think for me, um, just keeping keeping the energy right. And so just because we're getting older together mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, you know, the funness, you know, the, the newness goes away. So keeping it fresh, you know, keeping yourself together mm-hmm. um, and just finding new ways to just to to connect with each other even more. Because as the more time you spend together, you're growing in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so you're changing, you're evolving. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you have to grow apart. Right. And so making sure that you find a way to, you know, insert yourself into that you're you're partner's growth Mm -hmm. and keeping it fun you know because at the end of the day i mean it's gonna be us forever right so you know you just gotta act like that's the case like there is no other way but this way and you know your actions show that so jason what was your relationship like in high school like were you all the best friends type of couple because it seems like that's the category i would put y'all in right now but have has that been how it started well and don't lie (laughs) i ain't gonna don't he so, tells his version i'll tell you that now. okay so here's the but. thing we i've been knowing her since i was like 12 13 like middle school okay 
Um, and then high school, around 10th grade, we started having classes together. We sat next to each other, and we really became friends, you know. So that was, like, organic. We just were, like, shopping for cars. We were two 15-, 16-year-old kids looking for cars. Like, that was our thing every mm-hmm. third period, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, we built a friendship like that. And then she kind of became best friends with my neighbor. That type of thing. So we always just hung out. But um, it got serious when she uh, – she actually used to date my brother. Yeah. Is this a girl stop playing exclusive? Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you. Look, you got Is this the real show. story? Hello. It's real. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's date. So my mom got custody of my best friend. Okay. When we were in high school, and um, one day she she actually called for me, and you know we shared the same bedroom. He picked up the phone. He like hello. Oh, what's up? He paused the game. He walked out the room. So he. Walking out the room, talking in the phone or whatever. He come back laughing. Oh, okay, here you go. Give me the phone. I'm like, hello? She's like, huh? huh? Her daddy called her. She had to leave. I was like, that was Hawaii? How long you give me the phone? He's like, oh, we just, whatever. <laughs> they just start talking, and then boom, that was our 11th grade year. She started talking about my, my brother, you know. And then he went off to college. They broke up. He went off to college, and, um, like, again, we just being friends and stuff like that. But what ended up happening was he was kind of like big man on campus, you know. Mm-hmm. He left. I took over the throne. I'm saying, you, you know said, what I'm saying? No, I got he you. left. You know what I mean? And it was just something that she just was like feeling me. So it really was her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It really was her feeling me. Alani, you have to step uh, in, sis. You got to step be in. Honest, be honest. It's true. It's true. Okay. It's it all is. true. It's all true. I dated the the, the best friend slash brother. Uh-huh. He went off to college. We're still kicking it because we're at all the high school, all the parties over the summer, all uh-huh. that stuff. And so, and one of his neighbors was one of my best friends. So I was on his street every single day, all of that. So fast forward to senior year, I'm picking up his neighbor, my best friend for school, and he outside too, you know. And so we just, I looked at him differently. I was like, Dang. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> feeling him this year. Like, what's, what's different, you know? And so I just basically just told him like, I like you, mm-hmm. and locked him down. And the rest is history. The rest is history. What? So this is, so <laughs> this is where I'm going, like in my mind right now with this conversation, because I can put myself back to high school co with mm-hmm. the little boyfriend. I'm writing our names on the notebooks and saying we gonna get married. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we ain't gonna get married. Right. Y'all actually did it. What, Jason? This is for you, because mm-hmm. Halani, we know you probably ready right off in the sunset. If you're like most little girls that have dreamed of, which you might not have been, Mm-mm, I wasn't. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. we, we gonna come yeah. back to that one. But for a man, mm-hmm. how old were you at the time 18. when you got married? Oh, uh, 20. 19, 20. You okay, 18, 19, 20 year mm-hmm. old mature boy, mm-hmm. right? Because you weren't grown, grown, grown yet. Mm-hmm. What were you going through? Like, what what was your thought process behind? I'm gonna lock her down. I she cannot get away. I have to marry her. That's a good question. I um. So I will say this: I've always been a boyfriend. You know how you got those guys that mm-hmm, always had girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like I was always that guy. Like I dated a girl. You're a monogamy man. Two years. Uh-huh. I dated another girl three years. You know I was already doing that middle school and high school. So, um, I just remember. Really what it was, I remember my brother just being, you know, play a play and I used to be like, damn, that girl go to church. You know what I mean? Kingdom Hall, you know what I mean? So I used to just be like, she's spiritual. I just used to look and I remember saying, Man, you should, you know, coaching him, like, man, you should that's the you need to lock her down. That's what you need but to do. So I remember don't. saying that. And it and that wouldn't even and that never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But I just remember saying that and peeping her qualities, you know what I'm saying? So a year later when she said she liked me and stuff, I already knew her pedigree, you know what I mean? So 
right there. Mm-hmm. You were peeping her qualities mm-hmm. and you already knew her pedigree. So important. Mm-hmm. Before the show, we were talking about the whole premise of this show is to help women prepare mm-hmm. before taking on the role of becoming a wife and a mother. I know that men um, can recognize certain things in women upon meeting, maybe even the first impression where they say, okay, something's different about her. Like you Mm -hmm. said, you knew that she was spiritual or religious. She had morals. She had values. Something was different. And so for the women out there, um, I think that that is confirmation that he saw something that was different, something that he needed to lock down, could not let go. And so for, you know, if you confused, if you don't know, if you're questioning what's going on, then that's your answer. If you got to question it, that's your answer. Because a man who recognizes your pedigree, a man who recognizes something different in you, he's going to lock you down. So you mentioned, Halani, we got to get into this. You did not have the fairy tale of being a wife, being a, all of the things. Mm-hmm. What what did that look like for you, and what do you think changed? Was it you meeting the person that changed your your what you wanted? So for me, like growing up, I have, you know, of course I have parents, but they didn't, they weren't the example Mm -hmm. for a marriage. So they divorced when I was 16. You know, my dad, I have a a little brother from one of his extramarital affairs. And so that's what I knew when Mm -hmm. it came to marriage. So I like the idea of marriage, but I live, I didn't fantasize about, oh, I want this type of wedding. Gotcha. And, you know, I, I, I know that my marriage or my life will be set up this way or that way. I never dreamt like that. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things like I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to be a mom. But I also knew what I knew, and that was dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And so I just knew that that was how my life was going to be. It was going to be a little dysfunctional. And so when it comes to with him, like we used to talk in high school, like we're going to have a little boy. His name is going to be Cameron. You know, we just had like, you know, this some things mapped out. But did I really think it was going to end up that way? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. And I didn't dream for it to, you know, it's like, this is cute. We're talking about these things, but we ain't really going to get married. And we're really not going to have a little boy named Cameron and all these things. But it totally went a different route. Mm-hmm. Totally went a different route. But I will say this, you know, from what Jason said about seeing my qualities, you know, as women, you have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are. You have to have morals. You have to have self-respect. And a lot of times as women will bend because we think that, um, a man wants to see us in a different way. But really and truly, they just want you for you. Mm-hmm. And they are truly seeking certain qualities. And here we are acting totally against those things and wondering why we Thinking can't Thinking we winning. Right, right. And they're looking at you like, you cool for a night, mm-hmm. but to be my but wife. not for a life. Nope. So, so as parents of, your daughter is 16. 16. Mm-hmm. In my studies, because I've been studying, like, how black people are taught about relationships, marriage, like, what we are led to believe, what we're taught, what other cultures and communities are taught. And I literally read something from a um, Caucasian girl talking about her college experience. And they literally, the college was promoting this ring before spring. Mm. This The college was promoting your priority is to leave college with a ring. Like, that was... And no shade, no judgment, because that's working for their community. Right. Our community, we don't do that. We're not promoting marriage. We're not promoting partnership. Um, and so for someone who wasn't necessarily um, dreaming about it, but for someone who has a daughter who I'm sure is having these conversations, she's, you know, dating boys or what? I don't, I don't know if she's dating boys. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. But what do you teach her? Like, are you teaching her 
go for it early because it's worked out for you? Are you teaching her investing your education? Like what is your message for your daughter based on your experiences and what you've seen? Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I actually was talking to her today on her way home from school about this. And she does not want to be married, mm. nor does she want children. And I'm like, Riley, why? <laughs> like, why? Right. We, we got all of this. Right. And you, why? And she's like, I just can't see myself as a wife and as a mom. She said, I want to have a career. I want to travel. Mm. And she, Y'all try. Okay. We, right. And so, I mean, she's 16, you know, and so in her mind, that's how she sees her life. But we definitely do preach like, yeah, you you I tell all the time you are going to get married mm -hmm. and you probably will have a child or two. You will. But do I preach for her to do it as early as we did 19 and 20? No, I mm -hmm. want her to have a career and really be secure in who Riley is before she takes on a relationship. Mm -hmm. So, no, you can take your time. You don't have to do how we did. But understand that this union is a beautiful thing when it's in its right context. Mm -hmm. And that's what we show her each and every day. She sees that. She sees we have fun together. We still date. You know, we're traveling all the time. And you haven't slowed down. No. So that's what I want to ask you, Jason, because I think that, you know, it's it's admirable the way you all still, you know, have your friendship. With you being the father of a 16-year-old daughter, what do you teach her when it comes to dating and relationships? Um, because it's it's hard to say don't do it young when you did it young and it worked out for you. It worked out well. So what what's your perspective on it? So daddy doesn't. So I, I talked to Riley. We have really, really good conversations. Um, but one thing I just took it upon myself to do is lead by example. Like mm -hmm. let my actions talk instead of my mouth. You know what I mean? Um, conversations are cool, but it's like she sees the way I treat, treat her mother, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, if her stomach hurt, it's 10 o'clock at night. If I got to go to Kroger, put on my shoes and go to Kroger to get her a ginger ale, I'm doing these things. You know what I mean? Whether we in an apartment, whether we in a high rise, what, it, none of that stuff matters. You know what I mean? I'm going to treat her the same way I've been treating her for 20 years, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think it's important. And, and my daughter, she chimes in like, you about to go? You know, she sees <laughs> like, well, that's crazy. You know, but it's like, I'm crazy about your mama. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. So... Um, the example that she sees, I think, is more important than what comes out of my mouth. You know, mm -hmm. preaching. I show Facts. her every single day Facts. how you sh how you should be treated. And you're showing your son how to treat a woman, absolutely, as well. Mm -hmm. So another question, Jason, because I think that a lot of people. One thing about Mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. A lot of men specifically, we're mm-hmm. talking to the fellas now, feel like marriage is going to slow them down. Mm-hmm. What is your? What has been your experience? Because from the outside looking in, it looks like you all have been fueling each other's fire. Mm-hmm. Like you are able to get and do because you have each other along the way. So for someone who's like, well, I have to do all the things, finish all the things, check off all the things before I make time for a relationship or before I settle down, what's your advice um, for them? Well, I guess the advice that I would, well, when I do get the question like I should run up the bat, it's, it's more it's more girls that, talk like that than guys mm-hmm. you know um maybe because i'm a trainer and i train a bunch of women I, I don't i'm not sure but the majority of the relationship advice come from girls you know they are very very curious i guess to get a male perspective on yep. things you know mm-hmm. they might not have that guy uncle bro dad i don't know we don't. but that's really who asked me the questions mm-hmm. guys you know, when they get humble, like they write you a whole paragraph, little bro, I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, after they tell me that they're not jocking me and all that, but I have a question, they come out with their question. And, you know, they, I'm not sure, it's, it's difficult with guys, you know what I'm saying? Because I, there's not a lot of guys rushing to, in, in my DM or who I talk to, mm-hmm. especially in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, one question I do get is, hey, I have this girl that I'm in a relationship with. How do I know she's the one, or how do I do like people that are already in relationships? But single guys don't hit me up asking so, me about no. What's women. your answer to that one? What? How do they know? Um, you have like a list, like you have to look for these things. I don't have a list, but I have a certain. I you know I ask questions. You know what I'm saying? I ask questions like what what is this person's motive and things of that nature. You know, like I say, dealing with so many women and asking them questions, I'm like, does she ask this or does she ask mm-hmm, that? You know, because. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, women say, you know, if I say I got somebody I want you to introduce you to or something, just whatever, is what, what he drive? You know, what what what's what he how, tall? Mm-hmm, is he dark? Mm-hmm, is he what what he I'm like, damn, she ain't asked is he religious? Right, he got a relationship yeah. with his mama? Like, you don't care about none of that. You yeah. know? And I just think that's those are some of the important things. So mm-hmm. on the flip side, this is what I tell the guys. Right. Like, what do you show her? Have y'all had these conversations? Have y'all talked about religion? Have y'all talked about? And I'm not even a religious person. But that's a conversation that needs to be. But I'm like, is she asking these questions? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or is she, if she already asked you your salary and things of that nature, and she hasn't asked when last time you talked to your mama, what's Mm -hmm. your relationship like with your mama? That's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Red flag. Yeah. Red red flag flag. right there. So I meant to ask this earlier. I got a little excited. But what what are we two weeks out from? The people would like to know. We (laughs) are two weeks out from something. What is it? So I was at a um, matter of fact, she was at like a body. She was a bodybuilder. Okay. And we were at like this conference thing, um, like a mastermind or whatever. And the guy, the head judge, 
he was on stage talking. Somebody was being rude. And he was like, hey, man, be quiet. Matter of fact, stand up. And he told him, take off your shirt. The guy took off his shirt. And he was like, man, you think you look good? And he was like, you, stand up. I was like, oh, no, I'm with her. He's like, I know, but stand up. Stood up. He said, like, now take off your shirt. I took off my shirt. He said, this man ain't even doing a show. And he looks like he's two weeks out. And look at you, you know. Uh, so okay. two weeks out means like you're two weeks out from a like bodybuilding competition. Gotcha. Yeah. Stage. Gotcha. Close to yeah. Y'all can tell I don't work out. Your girl don't know no gym terminology. <laughs> I had no clue what was going on. I hope I wasn't the only one with that question. But speaking <laughs> of being in this space, right, and you mentioned you work with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Question for you, Halani. Yep. Do you think that because y'all have known each other since middle school and you, and I don't know if this is the case, but are you at the point where it's just like, are you like this? You know what that means. Are you like this? Or do you still feel a little some type of way about him spending so much time and all up, you know, real close and personal with the ladies? Yeah. So, no. Because, okay, so he really doesn't spend a lot of time. Okay. So Jason might be at the gym for two hours a day. Okay. Um, No. Right now. Now, when he first started training, yeah, he was there all day. And when he first started training, I did feel some kind of way because, like I told you, my childhood, that's what Mm -hmm, I come from mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. infidelity. And so I was a firefighter. I'm gone 24 hours. You know, I feel in my mind, I'm like, he can do whatever he wants to do. You know, he could be out here with all these different women, this, this, and that. And so he had to tell me, like, listen, you cannot keep on trying to make me your dad. And I'm talking to you right now as your friend, not as your husband. Mm. And this is the thing. You can drive yourself crazy that whole 24 hours while you're at work. And I can tell you I'm X place, but truly be over at Y. Mm -hmm. So stop driving yourself crazy. Listen, you know, you got to have some trust. So back to what you're asking as far as him training women, as long I I trust him. Do I trust women? No. (laughs) Right. No. But I understand that it's his place to keep things in place. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, that's his job. They don't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. And so with him being, you know, having involvement with different women, keep it, keep it on the up and up at all times. And he does, I have to say that. So there were times where, you know, he might be training glutes and he's panning and I'm seeing, you know, some things on Instagram and I hit him up like deleted. <laughs> And he's like, what? And I'm like, you're showing too much. Delete it. And he'll literally, he'll just delete it, you know. And so we have an understanding that, yes, he has an inter- he has interaction with women. At one point, I was sleeping every third day with men, you know. And so we have to have trust in each other, knowing that we're going to keep things on the up and up, mm-hmm. you know. And now I'm like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. It, I, I trust him implicitly. And, and sleeping every third day with men at I was about to say, I was, oh, listen, we were going to be talking that. firefighter we talk. Just, Jason, don't worry. Don't worry. She was going to clean it up. I was going to clean it up. Don't, we, we were about to come right back it around. Was to clean up. <laughs> Stop talking like you were Because the people didn't know, the people didn't know or may not have known that you pre- exactly. you just retired yeah. from being a, not a police chief, girl, <laughs> fire chief. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's another transition because I want to talk, I want to talk about that as well. But since Halani did spend so much time away, with men how did you handle it i mean it was only like out of all couple of times i wanted to pull up you know <laughs> just because did of, you ever pull up Did I ever pull up? you didn't he he right, he threatened but he ain't like, never show no. up yeah. right i mean cause, you know like somebody like will literally have a crush on her and feel some type of way and i'm like what That's, i'm gonna drop your lunch off right. yeah, <laughs> like, that ain't going you know um but i guess yeah i never really pulled up but um no nah, i it is what it is, you know. 
I never felt. Y'all not worried about those yeah. things. So are y'all at the point in your relationship where you can switch phones, have passcodes, see each other's group mm-hmm. chats, all the things, and yes. it, it bothers you not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Both ways. Yeah. Both ways. I think that you freed somebody, though, Halani, when you said that, you know, this is something that you have evolved into. This was, and you still will tell him, sir. Yep. Not mm-hmm. that one. Take it down. Because yeah. there are people who, with anybody, I mean, it's human nature to see people who seem to be, appear to be perfect on social media and feel like everything is perfect. They don't have any issues. There aren't any challenges. There are no disagreements. But you're still human. And just because you've been together, you know, two decades does not mean that everything is perfect or that you even know every single thing about each other. So I appreciate right. your I appreciate your honesty for sure. And I want to get into this transition because you transitioned from Fire Chief, which is badass as hell. <laughs> like, I mean, bossy. I want to know how you even got into it. We, yeah. We're going to talk about how you got out of it, but I do want to know how you got into it. But you had a transition from Fire Chief to entrepreneur, million dollar businesswoman, right? But Jason, you've had transitions as well. So how have you managed to evolve and grow together? Because you could pro- you could crack up laughing thinking about who you were like the day y'all met versus who you are now and mm-hmm. who you've become together. How have y'all been able to do that? I think just with just growing and just getting more mature. When we got married, I was 19. He was 20 years old. So communication, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really understand what that looked like. And so... Now, you know, he's 40, I'll be 40 in July. And things are just different. Now it's one of those things where as we're transitioning, we transition together. So like when I was coming out of the fire service, literally, that was a topic of conversation in my house consistently of when should I do it, how I should do it, how we're going to, because the transition is, it's not my, it's our Mm -hmm. transition, you know, because it affects both of us, it affects our children. And so I think that's with everything that we do now, everything is like this. Whereas I'll say when we first got married, we were still operating like this Mm -hmm. and wondering why we would argue all the time, wondering why we just couldn't see eye to eye. But we were functioning like two single individuals living in the Mm -hmm. same household. And so once we figured it out and understood, like, we're one and we got to operate as a unit in everything. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. So as we're transitioning from, you know, different jobs or to um, building different businesses. It's literally us together figuring it out. We plan it out. We talk about everything. It's never one of those things like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. No, we're going to do it. Is it permission, though? Do y'all ask permission for things? Jason, you got to clear. You got to clear it by Halani. She Can you make like the decision and explain it later? She <laughs> acts like it's not. But yes, yeah, I really definitely <laughs> have to. She don't. She Let's good. talk about it. We talk about it. Let's talk about yes, it. Yes, he does have to ask. And let me let me just I say that. Let, let, th- let, let me say this real quick before you even get started. Because I already know what you're about to do. So, <laughs> with like, permission. It's not that he has to ask permission. But you you do have to consider me. Mm-hmm. And so if you got plans to go mastermind on Fridays, I need to know that I'm masterminding on Friday at this particular place. Mm-hmm. It's a courtesy. And so while some he might look at it as like he's asking for permission, I need to know. That's not it. Here's what the is thing. It? So when you're moving and shaking through the city, <laughs> you know what I mean? You might go here. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go Sweet Lounge. We're going to get a drink and we're going to chill and chop it up. We go to Sweet Lounge. Okay, the, the, the crowd don't look right. Valet not We shoot across the street to such and such. And then, you know. But you were supposed to be at the Sweet Lounge. Exactly. And I need to know. I thought you said you were at Sweet. That looks like you at 
the green bar, whatever. I'm like, look, man, I ain't got time to be telling you every yes, you single do. move. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> I don't want to conform to that. You know what I'm saying? I, we, I you explained still it bucking? to her. You still I'm bucking. bucking. Yeah, I got to because it's like I told you my intentions. But if something changed, it just changed. But she does it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's like Boogaloo. I thought, <laughs> thought you were going to Bar Vegan. You did know you what I mean? say something? Or you just don't care? So He'll say I something. I say this. I say, now, when I did that last week, it was an issue. <laughs> oh, boy. But, boy. I'm Bye. like, it's, it's different. It's different. But, again, like I said, I, I, I really don't care. You know what I mean? She cares more than I do. Mm-hmm. But I will bring it up because she always on me about it. Yeah. How you gonna bring that? <laughs> you I think it, it comes down to you knowing your partner, though, right? It does. And and love languages and how to, how yeah. you communicate, how you receive love, how you need to get all those things. Um, I think because after twenty years, like you have to have figured out something. Oh, absolutely. And, and you even just mentioned too, like y'all used to argue every day. Like this is mm-hmm. a, an evolution. Mm-hmm. So what was the thing? Was it therapy? Was it count? Like what was the thing that took you from? Fighting like cats and dogs to let's figure this thing out. Like, let's look at this as a partnership. And I I can't really pinpoint where that came in. But I do remember we went to two counseling sessions, just two. And I remember um, the counselor, she taught us how to have disagreements. Mm -hmm. And those two sessions were so valuable because literally we still apply that to this day. Well, tell it to us. Give us a little free. Yeah. So basically, people ask all the time, like, so give me some advice, Mm -hmm. right? And this is just the one thing because it's so unique. It's not the whatever typical advice. So I always say, um, you know, we learn how to argue. Like, what do you mean? Like, we literally learn how to argue. So it's like this. I go, she goes, right? I go, she goes. We do it twice. If we don't see eye to eye, if we don't agree, we drop it. But the thing is, like, when she's talking, I can't be preparing my next statement. Like, you really got to truly Listen. work on that part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we mess up sometimes. But I truly want to hear her. And sometimes when she's talking, I'm talking, she's talking. Before we even have to just put it on pause, it's like, oh, there it is right there. That's the issue. You thought or you th- I see why you think like that. But mm-hmm. that's not that. Because I was listening. Mm-hmm. I was I was. Really listening, I might be listening to see if she, if I was gonna win this debate or not. But sometimes, and I'm humble enough to be like, ah, got it. That's what bothered you. I apologize. You know, that's our thing. We we end it. Yeah, and you know, she mentioned too. Once you're done with the situation, you can't keep coming back to it. And she likened it because at that time, our child Riley, we only had Riley. We didn't have Kingston. Riley was like two, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he likened it to him. And Riley saying, you know, if, if you discipline Riley one time for something, you discipline her, you know, she's in trouble, all that good stuff. The next day, are you going to discipline her again for? Right, right, right. Right. And she so for what she did yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and so he said no. And so she said, well, you can't do that to your spouse either. So once you're done with it, you have to be totally done with it. You can't keep on rehashing. You can't keep bringing it up. It's over. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with always not being able to come to an agreement mm-hmm. at some point it's like you know what okay i hear you i respect you i don't agree with you and we got a table we're gonna this. agree to this okay to yeah that. it's okay i don't agree now but all right and you don't be cursing a little bit when you're mad. yeah i do <laughs> and then you keep it moving okay yeah. 
All right. So <laughs> let's get into some business advice, though, because we can't just I mean, we can't just talk about the love without mm-hmm. also talking about these successful multi-million dollar brands that you all have built. Um, how and I don't know. Do you all work much like together in your businesses? Yeah, we do. So, how, you know what? I remember the video of Jason sitting at the table printing off the labels when you first started Body Envy. Mm-hmm. Yep. like, man, she got me over here doing yes. all this work. Mm-hmm. And to see y'all sitting at that kitchen table, yep. to see what y'all are doing now, like it truly is inspirational um, to watch, to you know, have been able to see you grow. What is your advice for someone out there who would love to have a business partnership with their significant other? Like, how do you keep business business, regardless of your personal feelings, regardless of what went on, you know, this morning? Like, how do you keep the main thing the main thing? Let me say something. Okay. There's a lot of hobbies you and your spouse can do, but you're not going to find one better than getting money with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Getting money together is like, what is it, 40% of marriages fail because of income, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So... Um, I just think that early on we started doing things together like the MLMs, like the multi-level marketing and things of that nature mm-hmm. we would, where we had to do teamwork, like mm-hmm. she was my partner, that type of thing. So that built up a lot of, you know, camaraderie between us in business. Mm-hmm. You know, it was on a very, very low scale. I used to bootleg CDs. I'm selling CDs and I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, take these to the firehouse. <laughs> and she took them to the firehouse and sold more to me. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, I need you to take this and that, you know, clothes, anything. You know, I mean, I've always been a hustler, so, but I always included her because I'm like. She can hustle in ways you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. girls can come from the left when mm-hmm. I'm coming. I'm thinking right minded, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, and, you know, that's typically you know, basically how it started. Like us just doing like side hustles and things of that nature and me including her. She's always been mi- military minded, clock, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 24 hour shift, that type of thing. I've always been. <laughs> Make you it know, do what it do. Yeah, yeah, trying to get it out of the mud. So, so then, how was his transition for you, Halani? Because, and I don't, I don't know the full story, but like you just said, you've always been hustling. I know I've heard the story you and Alex doing the doing the mm-hmm. um, telemarketing. So I can imagine the things you tried mm-hmm. as you were trying to figure it out. How do you? And I liken that, no shade, but I mm-hmm. liken it to how we say, like, don't date the man that's trying to be a rapper. Like, the man that's trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He got a bunch of goals, a bunch of dreams, but is he putting it together? It worked out, right? How did you stay down? Like, how were you still shooting in the gym when he wasn't making no shots? <laughs> so, just like he said, he saw some of my qualities. I saw his, too. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, yeah, he was dibbling, dabbling, and dabbling in a lot of things trying to figure it out. But he worked, he didn't have a problem with getting his hands dirty. He didn't have a problem with doing certain things in order to get to a certain point, you mm-hmm. know. And so I knew that. And so I didn't like it. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't <laughs> like it. I wanted him to have something that I felt was stable. Mm-hmm. I did. But at the end of the day, when I, that's not who I married. That He's never been that. He's always never had, been stable. Never. <laughs> no, he's never been that guy to work for somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if he did, it was literally just for a period of time for him to get through something, you know. And so I had to accept that that's who he is. And so let me help him figure it out. Let me let me not be a hindrance mm-hmm. and sit back and, oh, you're doing something again. We're, what are we doing now? You're putting us in a bind again. Let me try to, okay, what are we doing? 
all right, so what do we need to do mm-hmm. to get this trucking company running? What do we need to do to get this gym up? You know, and so be his support. Let me piggyback off that. Sure. Where the camera at right now? <laughs> That's the camera? That's the camera. So listen, I have this thing, right? Women, let me think how I say it. Women are... A lo- their loyalty is tested. Yeah, okay. I know, so, I know where you're going. A woman's loyalty is tested when her man has nothing, right? Just like we're talking about the grind and things of that nature. She's a pretty girl. Guys out here got money, things of that nature. Her, her loyalty is tested when her man has nothing. On the flip side, a man's loyalty is tested when he has everything, mm-hmm. right? So just like it's super easy for a broke chick to get a man of this stature, you know what I'm saying? On the flip side, it's, you know, it's the same thing so with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like it might have been a task for her to concentrate on me, you know what I mean? Or a guy, a, a woman who's going through whatever we went through before. You know, mm-hmm. if you're watching this and you're like, man, this boy, this money's <laughs> slow, but, you know, stay down because everybody in my circle has the same story. You know what I mean? It, it's a formula. It's, it's a thing that guys see in women that hold them down and who understand, like, all right, look, money isn't everything. I make you smile, you make me smile, we have a good time, all right, picnic, we ain't got that much money, we, you know, that type of thing. But, like, my friend Neo, you know, he got pictures recycling mm-hmm. cans and, and stuff like that with his Dump wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marcus, he was telling me about his wife, Turk. He, she, he was putting stuff in her name, you know what I mean, because his credit was shot, things of that nature. Um, Chris, like, all my guys have the same come-up story, mm-hmm. the ones that are married, you know what I mean? Um, so... Like I say, it's a it's a trend in there somewhere. So if you that person right now, but see that see we got but see listen this is the thing no though. See. But what about the flip? I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. I agree a hundred percent. And I think that if we like did profiles on all mm-hmm. of y'all, there's a common denominator with mm-hmm. all of y'all that okay, if he has this thing, stick with him. But I think it's a lot of men who talk a good game, mm-hmm. say they got plans, but they're pretending. Mm-hmm. So we don't want. The women that waste their good years mm-hmm. with a guy who doesn't have that thing mm-hmm. and he's just pretending to have it. No, so, so is there something that that we should be looking for, or the questions we should be asking, or sh- or do you think it's just something we could pick up on? Like how you said, I just knew, yeah. you know, he wasn't playing around because he was a hard worker. You yeah. should be able to pick up yeah, on you it. Yeah, you should. I mean, are they working? Yeah. Are they truly working? Four o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Right. What are they? Are they back grinding? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, the money wasn't what it is now, but I had a back brace on and some steel toe shoes and. I'm out here busting my you ass. Know. You know what I mean? So that's how you know. You know what I mean? The work ethic. Yeah, yeah the work ethic. Two, three know. jobs, whatever. Hustling this, yeah. get off and do that. You know. And you know, for us, I remember I remember when we were trying to get our first apartment. And we didn't have any money, you know, in the apartment. I think our, our rent was like six hundred and something dollars, something like that. And we were staying at his mom's house. And we were like, we gotta get out of here. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get our apartment. This was like for like a week. Yeah, this was like a week. We were there, I mean, literally just got to his mom's house. We weren't trying to stay. We had just gotten married. We we're like, okay, we gotta get out of here. So long story short, he's like, I got it. He left that evening. He came back. He said, I got the deposit, I got the rent, and then I got the money for the furniture. So I knew from an early it was age. It a party. It wasn't dope. Right. <laughs> threw a party. He threw a party. He threw a party, y'all. He threw a party. <laughs> Nothing illegal. But, yeah, so I knew from a, an early age that he'll get it. He will He will do whatever it takes. And me, too. There were times where I'm working my 24-hour shift in the fire department. And I'm getting off the next day, and then I'm going to work a 12-hour 12 12 shift hour on an shift. ambulance. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So mm. we both. So the work ethic has been there. The, the prize just finally caught up to mm. y'all putting in the work. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. It's always been there. And so for, you know, women who are dealing with or even men who are dealing with their significant other and they're literally hands everywhere, just in everything. You know, at some point, of course, you got to streamline. Mm-hmm. But you do have to look at the qualities of your partner. Are they a hard worker? Mm-hmm. Do they do they run when things get hard? You know, just look at the history. That'll help you know if you need to stay down or not. And then, like he said, how does he treat you? How does she treat you? Do y'all have a great time together? Because mm-hmm. money is not everything. There's so much emphasis put on money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes life more comfortable. It comes and goes, though. But it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And look, think about how many people, rich people, wealthy mm-hmm. people, commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Money is not what makes you happy. It adds to it. But if that's your motivating factor for a relationship is money. Ain't going to last long. It's not. It's not. Whew. Okay, so, Halani, you have something exciting that's coming. We got to talk about this chief woman officer. That's like the most sexy, the, the <laughs> chief woman officer conference. I said yes, it right. You did. You said it Coming right. to Atlanta this May. Tell the people what it's all about and why they need to be in the building. So as women. OK, so, of course, I retired from the fire service as a battalion chief. So that's where the chief comes in. But in the grand scheme of things for the everyday woman, you're the chief of your life. Right. As women, we wear so many hats. We're moms, we're wives. You know, we run businesses mm-hmm. There's so many things that we do. We take care of the households. we got to take care of ourselves. There's so much. So you're the chief woman officer of your life. So this conference is going into all things mm-hmm. that women have to deal with from business to relationships to just balancing it all, you know, how you prioritize, how you build businesses, how do you have a successful um, relationship? How do you choose the right partner? So is the girl, <laughs> listen, is the girl stop playing podcast a part of this chief woman? Uh, we shooting shots all 2022. Hey, We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. We got to have a conversation. Absolutely. May 20- 21st. Here in Atlanta. Here in Atlanta. Give them the information. If registration's not open yet, both of you all share your Instagram um, website so people know where they can find you and support. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm Mrs. MRS, the number two, weeks out. Um, As far as the conference is concerned, there will be information up within the next month regarding the conference, so stay tuned for that. So you can find me there. Of course, shop my wonderful luxury athleisure wear line, Body Envy. That website is The Body, and is in Nancy V, is in Victor.com. I also have a bomb mentorship, you guys, where I teach people how to build a flourishing six to seven figure company called Bosch University, B-A-W-S-E university.com. Awesome. I'm Mr. Two Weeks Out on Instagram. Um, You can find me at the Loft Athletic Club. I have an online fitness program called x28fitness.com. I also teach people um, how to get into Toro and Airbnb through my university called 4K University. Um, I also have a clothing line. Damn, I should have worn my shirt. Um, I also have a clothing line, uh, New Age CEOs. Um, you might see the shirt that says rapper, athlete, entrepreneur, and the rapper and the athlete is crossed out. That's us. Um, so NewAgeCEOs.com, um, and that's everything we got. Listen, y'all, this was good. Thank y'all <laughs> so, so much for tuning in to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and if you have not subscribed yet, girl, Stop playing. See you next week. Peace out, y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.